Hi, everybody. I'm Wendy Murdoch, and this is Webinars with Wendy. As you know, I've been doing this series of webinars during the pandemic. And while we are looking at the, the light at the end of the tunnel, at least in the United States, um, we're way ahead of vaccinations, um, which is really incredible. And they've, they've um, now opened it up more. I have not gotten mine yet, um, but things are improving around here. Um, even still, I think we'll keep going with these webinars as long as I can. Somebody wants to put a bet on how long I can do this. <laughs> I know it's so funny, but um, as long as I have guests that are willing to join me and people willing to watch, I will keep going, I promise. Today, my guest is Sinead McCann, and I met her in Australia in October of 19, 2019. 17. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and she is a Surefoot practitioner from Australia. So we're doing the sort of the Surefoot webinar of the week tonight. And then on Friday, I am going to talk about the rider's role in equine balance and how the rider affects the horse. Um, I'm lining up some other guests for April. I don't have them up on the website yet, but um, once we kind of lock in a few more, I'll get that up. We have some really great guests coming up in April. I'm very excited about this. Um, and so stay tuned. You can always find them on the Murdoch Method uh, website and subscribe to the Surefoot Equine YouTube channel. In case you miss one of these, you can get a notification and watch it. Okay, so Sinead, I know who you are, but most of the people yeah. watching probably don't. So, so tell us a little bit about you. Okay, so um, obviously I'm Sinead McCann. Um, I was born in Drogheda, Kendalaut in Ireland. I currently live in Australia in a teeny tiny little village called Lake Bathurst. And as Wendy said, I am a Shofit practitioner, but I'm also a Tellington practitioner as well. Um, and I uh, have a business called Boyne Equine Health. I also um, use essential oils in my practice and I'm also an animal communicator as well. Oh, cool. I didn't even know all that. So, okay, Sinead, I always ask people like, how did you wind up where you are? Like, did you ride yeah. when you were back in Ireland? No. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually, um, no, no. So I grew up in a lovely little town and in suburbia and we didn't have horses, um, but I always had a passion for horses. So growing up, um, unfortunately, yeah, we didn't, didn't ride. Um, and I traveled when I left school. Um, I lived in the States and then I lived in um, London where I met my husband and then we came to Australia. And it was only in my thirties that I actually started riding. And I got my wow. first horse. I know, I know. Awesome. <laughs> I got my first horse in, in my 30s. And um, then I started getting some body works with Rebecca Boots. Okay, now before we get there, I want to know where yeah. you lived in the United States. I lived in Alexandria, Virginia. Do you know how close I am to Alexandria, Virginia? I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an hour plus away from there. <laughs> Yeah. So, so what yeah. took you to Alexandria? Because that's like, you know, D.C. Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, I was um, an au pair. Oh. I yes. I figured it was um, a cheap way of traveling. <laughs> so they pay your for your flights. I got, you know, everything was paid for. And I got to, to see um, quite a bit of the States. Yeah. Wow. Oh, and yes. so what year was you, were you here? Oh, gosh. Um... It would have been about 1997, I think. Okay, because I moved to Virginia from Connecticut in 99. Okay. So I'm from Connecticut, 
and then I came down and uh, moved here and, and have been here ever since. So that's you oh, know, it's so thanks. wild to find out about people's, uh, you know, their travels because it's, I always am curious how people get, got to where they are today. So, okay, yes. so you were an au pair and then you moved back to London. I moved to London to work as well. I was a nanny in London and then I met my husband. My husband's Australian. Ah, okay. So that's how you wound up there. That's how I wound up here. So we moved here um, in 2000. Yes. All right. So you, you haven't, I somehow thought you'd been in Australia a lot longer. It's about, but 21 years. That's, that's long. Years. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I feel like 2000 was, I remember exactly where I was when, when we, you know, had the new year of 2000, because I was with Joyce Harmon. And it was when she was getting her first Highland cows, which now she doesn't have Highlands anymore, but we went to a bonfire and we were all, you know, they were wondering where the computer's all going to crash. And Nope. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. I was in London for that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So you arrive in Australia and, and you, um, you can follow your love. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, whereas working in the corporate world and got my first horse, at least my first horse, then bought my first horse. And then um, started getting body works with Rebecca and realized that Which there's a I'm huge still change. trying to get her for we a webinar. To, yes. But you have to twist okay. your arm for me, okay? <laughs> I'll be on to that, I promise. Okay. <laughs> so, um, and that was a, a game changer for me, was getting body works for my horse. Like, I just couldn't believe the, the actual change in the horse. And then Rebecca, where I was adjusting, um, Rebecca- Boarding for the Americans. Which is boring, yes. <laughs> Uh, Rebecca asked if um, she could host um, some talenting clinics at that and I participated in it and absolutely loved the talenting methods really it just resonated so strongly with me and that was and with then, Robin right Robin Hood well Re Rebecca did a couple of clinics at the beginning okay. some yeah and then Robin came out and I completed um, two clinics with Robin and I asked if I could be a practitioner and Robin said yeah definitely and so I did the training for a couple of years and and then got qualified with that I also in that time I did some craniosacral therapy with the Upledger Institute oh, yeah. um, some Bowen um, work um, I also did um uh, some workshops with Dr. Raquel Butler and Gillian Crinebring and studied essential oils with horses. And in that time then, since about 2017, I've been doing animal communication and reading. Yeah. <laughs> this is fun. I didn't know all this. And, you know, it's so interesting that the, no the people you've worked with and the guests that I've had. So it's <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. So, um, yeah, it's, definitely in the woo side of things yeah that I work I just in. think yeah. that it's on the more enlightened side of things to be honest <laughs> I reckon I reckon <laughs> uh, yes okay. so what are we going to talk about tonight you've you've been doing Surefoot now for a year and a half yes yes and, um so tell us about and you tell you tell me when you want me to put up those pictures because I, I don't think I have them in the order that you probably want them but um, okay doesn't matter um so but anyway we so just to kind of fill in that piece so in 2019 i went with robin hood to new zealand and we did um equidays which was mm -hmm. 
a horse expo and we shared a booth and I did Surefoot and Robin did Tellington Touch. And then we, we, we hijacked each other's demos and worked together um, and had a great time. And then we went to Hobbiton, which was absolutely a blast, but that's kind of a side. Um, and then I traveled over to Australia to do a Surefoot training, um, yes. which Watman organized. And so that's where I met Sinead. And she, yes. and who was the other woman? Cause I just realized I have those cool pictures of the horse having a drink. Oh, that was Michelle Lime. Yes. Yes. Michelle. Um, so since then you have been busily putting pads underneath the horse's feet and having a fabulous time. Love it. Absolutely. Um, I got, I think I, I got my first pads, I think in 20, Oh, when was this? 20, uh, 19, at the beginning. And I just thought, I had no idea about them. I just knew that Robin always brought them to the Tellington Clinics. And I bought uh, the purple pads, the, the medium oh, density. Yeah. Yes, to start off with. Clueless to understand that I should have actually started off on the half physio or something like that. But anyway, I just thought, go for the middle. Which is, yeah. <laughs> and... Um, I, when you came out to do the training, I was so determined to become a chauffeur practitioner straight away to the point where I think we finished on the Sunday and that Monday my trimmer came to trim my horses and I was sending you photos and case studies on that yeah. Monday. I was, yeah. I was so enthusiastic about the training. I've now got the full set, which is awesome. And they come out at every single session that I do with the horses I absolutely love them to the point also my regular clients will take them out of the bag and stand on them when I'm working with the horses it's just a... okay so tell us a little bit about how you work with you know, like when you go to see a client okay um I never make a plan that's one thing I do um I do always to bring my chauffeur pads and I do generally use I, I do use them all the time um so I kind of work very intuitively with the horses um I ask them what they want as well and um I obviously I um I take into consideration their um, wants and needs as well so obviously working with the Tellington method they get choice they want to walk away or whatever um I do um I work with kinesiology and um uh, what you call it I use pendulums as well a, a lot to ask the horse um, a body pendulum as well. Um, and really it's it's whatever the horse wants and needs for that session. So I never make a plan basically. And, you know, I, I know some people think when they hear words like pendulums, they probably start to really freak out. But, you, you know, I, I kind of like, because I'm a scientist, I, I kind of like to keep this simple in that anything that gives us some direction and clue we, we then look at the situation. In other words, I, you know, I'm sure that you do this. You, you see what you get as a response and then you look at the situation and see, does that fit? Does that make sense? And is that what I need to do first? Yes, exactly. Yes. So, yeah. um, so somebody wants you to explain what a body pendulum is. Okay. So it's um, how I would actually uh, do it myself is I will stand either beside the horse, touching them, uh, grounding myself, standing straight, and basically asking a question, whether it's a yes or no, you, it's, it's, you have to be clear if it's a yes or no um, question. 
And then for me, a yes is my body leaning forward and a no is my body leaning back. So, but you really need to ground yourself, clear your mind, and then just ask very clear, concise questions of yes and no answers. And you know that um, it's so interesting because I just recently have been writing about heart math and thinking about heart math again. Yeah. Um, and for anybody who doesn't know what heart math is, they they have found that there's a, a, a bit of nervous system in the heart area that can regulate the brain. So yes. you think that the brain is always regulating everything else, but here's a feedback system from the heart to the brain. There's a whole book about it. There's a whole science behind it. It's been proven. And there's a biofeedback unit you can use to get in what's called heart coherence, which means clear in from your heart perspective. Um, yeah. and I used to teach uh, riding workshops all the time with the, the handheld units had an ear clip. Problem was the ear clips kept breaking, which was frustrating, but I would put them on all the riders and have them ride. And, and I would do almost exactly in the same way as you're doing with your body pendulum. I would tell the students to, what's the question? And it would be a, a clear, simple question. And the answer, if they were really coming from their heart is simple, easy, and something they have the skill to do. Yes. So I use the heart math to get them into the clear grounded place to be able to ask that question of what's needed. Yes. And so often we get into our heads and our really busy heads. And so then we're, I think we need this or I, you know, as soon as somebody says to me, I think I'm like, mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You overthink it straight away. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, so for those of you who uh, haven't heard of this before, it, it, to me, it's a way to make sure that we're clear so that we can be open to the situation. Um, and that's yes. what the heart math I've found is, is for those who, who feel that they aren't skilled in that, heart math can be really useful to help you get clear to be able to do something like this. Yes, yeah, totally agree, yes. Yes, you can ask the questions out loud. <laughs> um, yeah, unless you don't want people thinking you're really weird and then you weird, ask them, oh. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, uh, you take me as I come. That's it. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, so now that we know what a body pendulum is, it's essentially using your body to get feedback in terms of a question that you've asked that's in resonance yes. with the, the being that you're with. That's exactly it. Correct. Yes. Okay, so then what do you do? <laughs> Oh, um, well, um, so when I'm working with the horses, um, I will ask them questions as well, or I'll ask them, do they have any information to give to their people as well? So um, sometimes the horses are actually exactly like people that they'll either talk a lot or they will just drip feed some information or some don't talk at all as well. So that's really, inf um, you know, um, interesting to actually uh, be a part of it. Um, and when you say talk, it's not a verbal conversation. In no, it's not like, so what are you doing like today? Mr. No. Yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's basically, what I find is it's a lot, um, they want their people, their owners to know some things, like whether it's um, the saddle's not fitting or, um, uh, let me see, I don't like a certain rug or um, you give me too much sweet food or, you know, something like, you know, information like that. Um, they want their people to know to help for the horse, you know, to help the horse. So it's actually, it's quite, um, it's quite interesting what they will, what they actually offer up. 
Um, and it's fascinating, yeah. actually, um, because because you obviously don't know the horse uh, in no. a lot of cases. And then again, it's the validation when you tell the owner and they go, oh, yeah, I have been feeding sweet feed or oh, yeah, I changed the blanket. Yeah. You guys call rugs. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, exa exactly. I had a client last week um, who just had the dentist out before I arrived and I was with that horse a couple of weeks and I said, I gave her feedback and I said, the horse's teeth, you know, it needs here, it needs here, exactly all of that, you know, what was going on. The dentist came and I, like I, he said every single thing was correct. And it was the horse that was actually telling me right. all that information. Yes. And, and it's so interesting to hear you say, because that's, my experience has also been that like people, some horses are incredibly communicative and others are, I'm fine, why are you bothering me to ask? Exactly. Yes. And, um, yes. I have one of the, why are you bothering to ask? Everything's great, even if it isn't. Um, and then others that are just, that have a lot to say about. I had a cat, had a lot to say. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, yeah. I love those talkers. <laughs> Our favorite, we used to carry her upstairs to the bedroom and she told us that she was not an ornament. Oh, <laughs> that's gold. That is absolutely gold. I love it. I love it. So I also do some distinct healing. So I will get a photograph and I will I will do a reading. And when I connect with the horse, sometimes the horse is waiting there for me. Like, come on, I've been waiting for you for ages. <laughs> and they will download. Like, uh, and because I write it all down, I cannot keep up with what the horse is actually saying. It's, yeah. And then some horses just turn away from me. And just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's as varied as people. Exactly. Um, That's exactly it. Yes. Yeah, for the skeptics. So I always, I don't have mine handy because I left it upstairs, but you know, I pick up my cell phone and I go, so how does this work? And people go, oh, I don't know. Well, this thing is not hooked to anything, right? There's no wires coming out of it. And yet yep. I can communicate all the way around the world with my cell phone because it's it emits a signal, which is then yes. carried on a carrier around the world till it finally gets there. And so for people who struggle to understand communicate animal communication, I always talk about, well, how does this work? I don't know, exactly. but you use it, right? Yes. <laughs> That's exactly it. That yeah. is exactly it. Yes. Yeah, that's uh, that's a great way to explain it. Yeah, yes. yeah, because you know, it's like, you know, when you ask people, well, how's your phone work? You know, I don't know. Exactly. Yeah. But you yes. use it all the time. So we don't have to understand how something works to actually have it as a useful tool. Yeah, that's wonderful. And that's really nice coming from, you know, a science-based person like yourself. Yeah. Well, we're electromagnetic energy. You know, we emit yeah. electromagnetic energy. And, um, yeah. and so, you know, I, I always want to try and make it as as simple and grounded as possible to explain to people because, um, you know, there's there's a lot of things we don't know in life. They didn't know the air existed, but we breathed, you know, and then we <laughs> discovered it. So um, a lot of times it's just simply uh, the answer will come. We just have to trust that there is a, is a, <laughs> Yeah, germs. germs. <laughs> um, we can't see them, but we know there's a virus running around, right? Exactly. That's exactly it. Yeah. All right. So now that we kind of know, you basically then intuitively work and you have a whole toolbox full of tools that you pull out, including Surefoot, Essential Oil, yeah. Communication, Team, or T-Touch, uh, Cranial Sacral. It's like a palette. Yes. 
Yes. Oh, I also I forgot to mention as well. I also do um, equine Reiki as well and human Reiki. So, oh, okay. <laughs> so I work with energy as well. <laughs> yeah, all the time. All right. So, do you want me to pull up some of your pictures, or do we want? Yes. To yes. So I will screen share because Sinead sent them to me ahead of time, and I made a little folder. And hopefully, okay. So here we'll go here. Oh, that's Lucy. Tell us about Lucy. Lucy. She looks super sweet. Oh, she's just beautiful. Um, she's my friend Kate's um, horse. And um, I just got to work with her once, but I see her quite, quite a bit. She's an absolutely beautiful mare, but she's got a lot of body issues. So she's, it's kind of like a village is looking after that girl at the moment, the end of the year. She is so beautiful. The sweetest mare. What, what breed is she? um oh gosh i can't remember off the top of my head okay i cannot remember yeah I'll have, Kate, yeah she looks like she's got some thoroughbred in there but it's she's a lovely cow. i'm partial to buckskins okay oh she's so sweet yeah and have you used surefoot with her uh, yes i have yes and i how have did, how did she respond to that um well kate also has she's got a few surefoot pads herself so she just slotted straight into it she just loved it straight away yeah All it's right. good when, uh, when uh, um, horse people have actually got the pads as well the horses just know intuitively what's going on yeah you know and it's uh, it's fat well this is actually a really good question for you since you can do communication you know sometimes horses want the pads and others don't want the pads and occasionally somebody will I'll email me a recently somebody emailed me and was like I have these different pads but my horse will only stand on it for you know maybe 20 seconds and then when he sees me coming he's not sure about them so you know do you find that a range of responses in the horses oh very much so absolutely yeah um some you know the horses generally do love them um but some of them will just stand on the uh, who, especially my regulars, they might just stand on them for five seconds and just walk off. And that's that's fine. I, I totally respect that. Um, and also just trying to let the people know that um, they don't have to be on them for X amount of time. And when they walk off, that's fine. Um, people, you know, when I get new clients and I put the horse on the pads and the people will say, oh, stay still. You know, yeah. it's, yeah. Um, and just, you know, trying to explain that, the horse will do what what he wants to do you know um because uh we don't make them stand on the pads you know it's not a set criteria that you should be here for the next 10 minutes and enjoy this well and and what's difficult is when you know we post a lot of uh, i call them surefoot success stories where there's been a big change with the horse using surefoot um and so so sometimes people you know, have an expectation of how their horse is going to respond. Yes. And how other horses respond. And, and so we, we, I have to say that as people, we get a little bit, um, uh, we have expectations of what's going to happen. Very much so. Very much so. And also they want the horse to behave as well. Yeah. And when, you know, I put the horse on the pads, they expect the horse to stay on the pads. So it's, you know, kind of, um, trying to be gentle with the people and just say um it's okay it doesn't have to so i feel it's more about them than the actual horse as well so when the horse steps off uh, have you have you ever kind of 
communicate with them to find out, I mean, why they've stepped off and is there a range of answers? Um, yeah, it's, there is a range of answers. Um, some of them, um, what would you say? I think they've just, they've just had enough for that time. Yeah. I, I actually think that uh, for some horses, it's a huge upload of information. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. so, you know what, we have an expectation of, oh, you should really like this and stay in it. But for them, just even the initial session can, can have a, a huge ripple effect. So, you know, it's, but it is sometimes difficult to get people to understand that duration is sort of unimportant. Um, and I always go back to the fact that my, the very first horse I worked with was literally 15 seconds at a time. Oh, who's this? <laughs> oh, that, that's Yankee. She is oh, such a sweet girl. So I work with a trainer, a local trainer, and we've got some photos um, of her on our uh, on Yankee. Um, and she is uh, a very vocal horse and she's very, very sweet. Really, really lovely. I think actually, yeah, that's that's her there. And that was uh, during lockdown when we had like the serious lockdown here. And I took myself off to see Heidi and um, she's a local trainer here. And what we did was we spent a whole morning um, playing around with the pads and Heidi rode out. Well, you know, placed um, Yankee on the pads. Heidi rode out and she, Heidi was explaining what was going on with the horse's body. And during the whole time we were there, um, Yankee just she just got softer. Her canter was beautiful. It just got better and better. And Heidi just could not believe, even sitting in the saddle, what she felt actually underneath the horse, like underneath her, um, the horse just completely changed. Yeah, and we can see you started, like you did a variety of things with the pads, obviously, because the previous yes. has the, the yellow slants. And then here we're actually on all fours. And yeah. it looks to me like this horse really took to the pads. And so it was easy for you to kind of progress with her. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And I was, I have to say, it was so much fun having a play around with stuff like that. And Heidi was, Heidi didn't believe in the pads. She never said, like, you know, they were awful. But then for her to actually physically experience it herself, she's now converted. She loves them. She really and, does. You know, I, 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 um, that's one of the things that when possible for someone to be on their horse with someone putting pads underneath their hooves. Um, I've only experienced that once, I think, but it's so powerful because you feel all the little tiny changes that you may not see, but you can absolutely feel. And when you, when the horse walks off, for me, the thing that was so cool was like, it was like, it was like the, my foot, the ground, my foot, you know that you can yes. this like yes but they're so um uh methodical isn't a word but uh co they're considering how each foot is landing yes yeah in, in such a conscious way it's a fascinating feeling so have you worked more with Heidi than with some of her other horses um, yeah, so Heidi actually, um, she uh, gets in horses, especially she specializes in off the track um, thoroughbreds and standardbreds, and she retrains them. 
So I work with her horses and also the um, the horses that that come to her as well. She she gets me into do some body work with her clients as well. Um, but yeah, um, her horses get chauffeur pads each and every time. I'm I'm there. And you know, I, I mean, for me, right? You know, we've been in lockdown for a year now, but um, I have had an opportunity to work with off the track thoroughbreds, and I just think that that that's such a a great place for Surefoot because the horses are coming out of, you know, a, a, such a different world into, a, you know, a world with people in a very different way. And to help make that transition, to help with the bonding, yes. with the settling, it's just, I really, um, I really enjoy working with the OTDBs with Surefoot. I just think it's such a uh, help for them. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And I have to say, Wendy, it is a bonding experience. Um, I had a, a standard bread um, stay with us and he really didn't enjoy the shorefoot pads. And I never pushed him at all um, to like them. And then one morning um, he had a bout of colic. And I, I think I messaged you this. I rang the vet and I'm not saying, you know, don't ring the vet. Veterinary care is always up, ring the you know, vet. <laughs> always ring the I rang the vet and um in the meantime because the horses are down um the hill from like we got a, um, a big property and we're up uphill and I rang my husband from down the hill and I said can you just drive down and grab a pair of chauffeur pads out the back of my car and he pulled out the medium density I um put the pads under this my horse and he stayed on them for about six minutes. He hated the pads before that, absolutely hated them. He did a poo straight away. He stepped off the pads and did a poo. And the vet came and, you know, we just checked him over. Um, and since then, he knickers when I take out those pads. So it was a change in experience. And I also believe that the pads, um, basically stopped the colic. I think it put it in its parasympathetic nervous system. His, I could hear his tummy rumbling and he did a poo. I, you know, you're, you're, I have a number of people that have contacted me about helping horses with colic using Surefoot. And as you say, you know, you always want to call your vet. You'd much rather have your vet show up and go, oh, so I'm so sorry that I called you out. Then yeah. To have, you know, the vet on the way or not have the vet on the way and have things take a turn for the worse. Absolutely. Um, so, but, but now it, I, I, from either I forgot about this case or I, or I never heard all the details um, because I didn't know the horse didn't like Surefoot before. And I find that yep. so fascinating. Yeah. We've had a number of horses with colic that people have used Surefoot and made a difference. And um, so I, I know that it's a tool that can certainly help. Um, yes. Solve every colic. No, there was one horse that I actually personally know of that we could make him a little more comfortable, but he did not survive his colic. Um, whereas yep. there's other horses that come through it beautifully and come right out um, as a result. So um, yeah. You know, it's just, if you, if you have, and that was so interesting about the medium. I, I always tell people, whatever you got, stick under their feet. Yeah. If you don't want it. They're not going to stay on it. That's uh, exactly it. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I have to say it did change our relationship as well. It's fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. 
it was it honestly it um it made him so much softer and it, he not he was standoffish he was just his own horse you know and like to do things and you know in the distance but after that episode he he completely changed and even my trimmer even noticed the difference yeah. as well yeah so yeah Showfoot so, brings so people together the change occurred because he realized you were there to but he you said he knickers at the pads mm. so he's definitely associated it with them yes yeah wow. that's yeah. amazing i'm gonna have to I, have uh I, I i anyway i'll contact you about that to get it more if if you got a photo of him that'd be awesome <laughs> <laughs> okay let's yeah. go back and and see what other cool stories you have for us <laughs> okay this one you've got to explain because I, uh. <laughs> uh, that's actually Heidi's daughter. <laughs> so, oh. And I just got the pads, uh, the little pods, and um, she was playing with them. And she did that herself. We oh, wow. really, I know, it's so cute, isn't it? Yeah. Well, and the thing is, it raises her up a bit too and supports her sit bones. So it's actually <laughs> it's kind of like Franklin balls, you know, it's awesome. It, I know it's so cute. It is. And so I've had people send me pictures of, um, I, I can't remember now who it was, but after the mom used Surefoot with their horse, the daughter went home and made little pads for her, her toy horses and was putting little pads underneath her toy oh, horse. Oh, so cute. <laughs> yeah, really cute. But that's adorable. All right. Tell us this, about this one. Um, oh, that's Ash. Uh, one of my regulars and um, he is um, Australian stock horse and he was actually at uh, the workshop that you you did oh okay he was one of the horses yes that was actually there and yeah he's one of my regulars I see him every eight weeks and I just and thought that was such really an interesting pattern here I know I know that's why I took the photo is does he do that often no, this was the first time. Wow. That was the first time. And it like he, yeah, he's a short foot pro, like since your clinic. So that was 2019. Um, I have been seeing him every eight weeks. And that was my, the first time he did that. And I just thought, wow, what a stretch as well. Yeah, a stretch, but also that's going to go all the way up that uh, right leg up into his hip and his pelvis. Yes. Yep. Yep. So interesting. And he stayed there for, he stayed there for quite some time as well. Yeah, well, I can tell it because, you know, to, to, it takes a little time to set a horse up like this. And then, of course, you got to get your camera and then you got to take a picture. Yes, yes exactly. <laughs> I have a lot of pictures of horses on on multiple pads because by then they're standing and I can. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, I, but this idea of doing the high-low with the pads like that is a, it's great. It's such a great illustration of, of, uh, being able to put them at the opposite angle for the horse. And it's really fascinating. I mean, he's all the way onto his cornet band. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I know. I know. It's a pretty cool photo. Um, and he's only just done, he just did that once. And obviously he knew, he knew exactly what he was doing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I find horses with the pads after a while, they're like, yeah, let me just rearrange it this way, <laughs> that way. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Just some really funky configurations, uh, but who am I to judge? You know, well, I'm just and that's just it. You know, that 
they obviously, he has obviously done this intentionally to yes. alleviate something in his body or to rearrange or, re, or, or and that's just thing we don't even know why. So, so, okay, since you can communicate, when, when you watch a horse like this, do you get a sense in your body of what is letting go? Um, yes. Yeah. Um, being an empath as well, I, I feel a lot of what's actually is, is going on um, in their bodies. So um, yeah, I would just basically, I feel it and then, um, or sometimes I don't, um, I'll just watch the horse and um, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, sometimes I'll feel it and then sometimes I won't. So with this particular horse, when he did this, do you recall if there was anything um, interesting that you, you observed or felt? Um, well, what I, I noticed is, well, uh, this horse was um, confined in a small area because um, he was prone to some laminitis. It was like laminitis season, you know, everything, the spring grass was just going berserk here in Australia. And so he wasn't getting a lot of, you know, he wasn't able to walk out a lot. So that was interesting at that time. So that was what, what happened there. So he was obviously wanting to stretch a bit more and this is what happened. So cool. It's a cool photo. Yeah. Oh, who's this? That is my Priscilla. Um, I think she's on that photo is on the Australasian um, uh, site. I think Joe has actually got it on. So yeah, that was Scylla um, enjoying the pads. That's my girl great she's gorgeous <laughs> you know and so yawning we it's not uncommon to see yawning on horses on surefoot pads um and you know we all try to understand yawning and there can be tension yawning relaxing yawning nervous yawning you yep. know what looks like yawning but it's yawing you know uh, uh, yes and, um, yes here i this one to me looks like just a very pleasurable, uh, relaxing yawn. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you do see horses, look at her incisors, they're awesome. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's hard because yawning in itself, the word doesn't put it into context, doesn't um, help us understand the, the picture of what's going on. This clearly shows us what's going on. Um, oh, very much so. Very much. So as you can see, look how nice and clean the pads were. So they were my first set of pads and she was my first horse. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. So this is way back in the beginning. Way back in the day. Yes. So uh, yeah, that's how excited I was about using so, so Priscilla said, yes, you got to do this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I wish they were that clean and um yeah, nice now. They're a little bit, they're, they're well, well worn, like a pair of yeah. slippers. I, you know, yeah. and I, I always try to tell people that they're, they're not going to look perfect after you use them, but that's good. And, um, yeah. you know, I kind of equate it to, you know, um, I got a new rug blanket for my pony and I took a picture of it before I turned him out wearing his new blanket. Cause I knew that was yeah. the last time it was going to look that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've, I've, yeah, stop being so pedantic about them being filthy and stuff like that. I do have to say, after all that rain we had last week, when I was going out to the horses, the half physio got a, a good workout instead. Oh, so. good. <laughs> <laughs> and, 
and they can, you can wash them. You can easily wash them. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Great photo of a pod behind. Yes, there's a tail. Yes. Um, I'm just trying to think who, what horse is that? I like the footing. I know. I know. It's so delicate. Um, oh, gosh. I see so many horses that I can't remember. I know. <laughs> I, you know, this, I, I'm so glad to hear you say that because I have the same problem that I sit there and like, oh, I need a picture of something. And I start looking back and I, you know, like I have like 20,000 photos now of Surefoot and, and it's, you forget the stories, like, because you yes, know, it's kind of like a river. Your profession it's like you see this horse and then this horse and this horse and pretty soon you forget about that horse and then somebody reminds you and you're like, oh yeah, that did happen. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just a great picture of a horse on pods and what it, what I shows clearly to me, let's see if I can make it bigger. Oh, I can. Um, is how evenly this foot is loading. Like yes. See that it's very square there and where, where here, and this is fine, that the horse is just resting the toe because I've seen this quite often and they'll push, they'll just kind of push down yes. with their toe and come off and push down and, and they'll do, have you seen that? They'll do that several times. Yes, absolutely, yep. And I find it fascinating. It's almost as if they're, ex well, they probably are experimenting with what the weight feels like on each foot and how they can- um, Distribute it, yeah, yeah. All right, let's see what we, oh. <laughs> Who's this? <laughs> that is, um, on, yeah, that cat claims the Surefoot bag. <laughs> we have so many cats that climb on Surefoot bags, I can't tell you. I love it. I actually had more photos of other cats on the Surefoot pants, but... <laughs> Um, yeah, that, that was just one person I went out. I can't remember the name of the cat, but I just thought, uh, and um, the cat is also on my bag where my essential oils and oh. my other are. So yeah, um, he was claiming everything as his. Yeah, and you know, with cats, you can't um, you can't ask them like a dog. You can ask to walk over pads and stuff, but a cat's just got to find it on their own. <laughs> oh, very much. Yeah, I know, I know. Look at him, he looks like he's claimed everything. <laughs> yes, he does, I've got it, it's mine. Yes, it's mine. <laughs> but it is fascinating how many cats are drawn to it. And I, I don't know that there's any particular reason. Oh, the, who's this cutie? Cutie patootie. Uh, <laughs> um, that's uh, Hugo. Great. And he perched himself on the half physio himself. And um, yeah, he looks very proud of himself sitting there. Um, yeah, he's, he's quite a fan of the, the Shawford pads. He's a cutie, isn't he? He is so cute. And you know, I, um, Debbie Potts was in Japan and she sent me photos that an Italian greyhound, and you know how tiny an Italian greyhound is, right? Yeah. An Italian yeah. greyhound had left paw prints on the physio pad and they took a picture of it and sent it to me. And it's... Oh. So, you know, even, even something as tiny and delicate as that still makes an impression on that pad. Um, we are, we are still working on sure paws for anybody who's interested in, in pads for dogs. Um, we've had a little delay cause we had to work out some technical difficulties. Um, and so I'm really hoping that I can roll that out this year. So stay tuned. Um, I've been 
trying to get the other one done so that we can just easily shift gears and move over to sure pause and keep the other rolling. So hang in there. Um, oh, we've seen that one. Yeah, Heidi. This is an interesting picture. Yeah. So did this horse do uh, this all by itself? Yeah, that was Ruby, um, also one of my regulars. And she did that all by herself. Um, she's, she's a very interesting mare. Um, and she had um, kiss and spine surgery done, I think it was 2019. And um, I was along for the rehab. Um, so I was really careful what, I would, um, what we were doing with the show foot pads during rehab. But um, yeah, that's, uh, that's how she, right? She is really interesting. She will rearrange the pads in so many funky configurations. But obviously she loved, I think she really enjoyed having both feet um, so close together as well. Yeah. So it's a yeah, hard on your pads, but uh, you know. <laughs> yes, I know. And she's, and she's got shoes as well. So. Yep. But, but it is interesting, and it's not the first time I've seen a horse put both feet on one pad or rearrange it in such a way. Um, so that's, that, but I don't have any picture of that. So that's awesome. That's really interesting. Who's this? What a yes. Yep. Oh, that's also Hugo. That's another Hugo as well. And he's a beautiful um, pony, Australian pony um and yeah look at his face and this uh, the head down low is just so beautiful to see yeah it really is and you know I, I really like the fact that you have a regular head collar what we call a halter on the horse as opposed to a rope halter because mm -hmm. I find with the rope halters that there's so much momentum in the rope like even though you you yes. loosen it there's so much weight that if the horse makes a tiny movement of their head or you make a tiny movement that the momentum of the rope carries through their head and can really disturb them when they're like this. Yes. Oh, yeah. Especially when they have the um, big brass um, uh, connection underneath their the chin. So yeah. yeah, it's yeah. I'm a I'm a fan of flash halters. Yeah. One of these days, I'll I'm I, I'm going to talk a little more about that, but. Um, oh, I that. Yes. Yeah. No, I, I, um, I have a lecture I haven't done in a long time and it's a stick and string, right? And the difference between a stick and a string, and then everything is a combination. Like if it's a whip or a lunge whip or a rope halter or, uh, uh, you know, a, a, a team whip, it stick and string, and they have particular, uh, physical properties that, um, in many ways, people don't understand the physics behind them. Um, yes. And so, you know, that's kind of what I'm talking about with the, having a rope halter on a horse when they're relaxing like this, if they move their head a tiny bit, or if the person moves, there's so much momentum, which mm -hmm. is then a force being applied to the head when the horse is in that state of relaxation that um, I really like a flat halter instead. Yeah, yeah, I'm a fan, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's karma. <laughs> Um, that, oh, she's such a beautiful Arab. Um, that is her enjoying some essential oils um, that she picked herself. And she basically wanted to take the whole bottle out of my hands. <laughs> so, so I'm hoping to be able to have a whole webinar on essential oils. However, until I get there, can you just give us a little bit of, uh, uh, you know, sort of a brief intro to essential oils? Um, yeah, sure. 
So um, I've always loved essential oils um, and uh, wanted to get to understand it more with horses because they absolutely love it. Um, I studied um, online aromatherapy for um, horses, but I'm not an aromatherapist. Um, and what I do is I have a big case of therapeutic grade oils. So I need to be clear for therapeutic results, you need to use therapeutic grade oils. Um, and um, and, and just to kind of uh, explain that a little bit, um, essential oils can be uh, extracted using a variety of different chemicals, which then taint the oil. Yes. Um, and that's, so that's what we're talking about here when we talk about therapeutic. I, I, I recall bringing home a bottle of oil from Africa and I thought, oh, I'm gonna love that. I can't use it at all because of whatever they extracted it with. I, yes. I just absolutely can't. So the point here is that if you're going to use essential oils, you wanna make sure that they're, they're um, well-prepared and yes. there's a difference between essential oils and for external use and anything for internal use. Absolutely, absolutely. And some um, essential oils will have synthetics and fillers in it, and they're just basically a pretty smell. So I, I as I said, I use therapeutic grade oils um, so that um, it's 100% pure oil using with the horses. Um, I've got a large case of oils um, and it's also so funny. Um, I generally use them at the very end because the horses can't get past essential oils. <laughs> they are, <laughs> um, and any of my clients are, are on here and listening to this, they absolutely get it. The horse seeks out my bag, my case. Um, as soon as I unzip the case, they're over, they're trying to pick the, pull the oils out and the horses literally are trying to pull it out of my bag um, or out of the case. Um, I sometimes will use um, essential, an essential oil during um, the body works because I want, you know, like wintergreen um, or uh, what you call it, some lavender or um, peppermint. Um, so I'll work, put it in my hand and then put it on the horse. But at the end of a session, I will actually get them to, um, I think Ellie says lights up when the oils come out. <laughs> um, I will get them to pick an oil or a couple of oils at the end using a pendulum. And it's actually quite interesting what they will actually um, pick out themselves. During a, um, a session, I could have a conversation with the people about the horse and then um, uh, for example, there's some emotional blends like trauma life or stress away, and the horse will actually pick up um, an oil, depending on the conversation that we've just had. Mm -hmm. And when they inhale them, we get like the phlegm in response, but some, a lot of the time they go into a lovely trans-like state. Um, uh, because their olfactory system is the size of an A4 piece of paper, and our olfactory system is about the size of a postage stamp. Yeah. And they're actually using horses now uh, for scent, um, just like dogs. Yes. Yes. Because they, yeah. they finally realized they have this enormous olfactory system. So, I, I, okay, now you may or may not be able to answer this, but when I lived in Australia in 87 to 88, that they had Australian 
essential oils that were from the plants in Australia. Do they still make yeah. those? Yes, they do. Yes, yeah. Um, like the bush flower essences. Yeah, yeah. and um, I didn't bring them home because at the time the thinking was that I live in the Northern hemisphere and therefore would use the essential oils from the plants in my hemisphere versus using the plant yeah. from that hemisphere, which is completely different. different yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. But, um, so yeah. do you use both Australian? Um, I, uh, the, the ones I use are sourced from around the world where uh, that plant actually grows. For example, I'm diffusing um, sacred frankincense and you can only get that from Oman. Okay. So yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, that's the type I actually use. But can I share a story with you, Wendy? Yeah. Um, a while, I, was, I think it was about October last year, I was, um, you know, working for the full, whole day and every single horse that picked out an oil at the end of the day they picked a blend called forgiveness and I couldn't understand I was just like oh okay that's interesting the next horse they picked out forgiveness I came to the end of the day and same and like the last horse of the day picked out that oil and I said gosh every horse today has been picking that out it was actually national forgiveness day <sighs> Yeah. Wow. I know. I know. <laughs> it's mind blowing, isn't it? That's crazy. Yeah. I know. That's pretty cool. That's yeah. Pretty cool. I know. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, let's hit on that showstopper. <laughs> see what other pictures you've got for us here. Oh, oh, is that must be your essential oil bag? That's my, uh, yeah, <laughs> that is uh, Clancy, give me a kiss. <laughs> it's like, what's in that bag? Open that bag. <laughs> oh, actually, that's magic. Sorry, that wasn't Clancy. That's magic. Okay. It's hard to yeah. keep everybody straight up. I know. And also because the fly veil on. <laughs> yeah. That's magic. And that's me, yeah, dousing for um, essential oils. So. <laughs> He's like, hurry up, pick one. I'll blow I, they, pretty, they honestly are saying to me, come on, woman, hurry up. <laughs> if you just spread them out, it'd be easier for me because my muzzle's bigger than that little space it, in the bottle. Exactly. And um, look how the short foot bag is just perfectly placed underneath. Um, it's, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. It's a little working surface. It's multi, yeah, I, I got a, yeah, a workspace. Wait, am I going the well. wrong direction here? No, here we go. I think I had some repeats. Yeah, we've got some repeats. So you just you just offer it to the horse and hold it close to their nostril? Is that? Uh, I will, um, basically I will keep it away from the nostril um, and then bring it up. Um, if they want it, obviously when they've picked that oil itself and I will just watch for a response. Um, so if they inhale from the right nostril, it's physical and if they inhale from the left nostril it's emotional so I just watch which nostril that they're actually inhaling from um and then sometimes they will actually um want it they'll try and take the bottle out of my hand so <laughs> so then I'll put a few yeah I'll put a couple of drops on my hand and now them then to um, lick it off and will they do that they'll lick it off your hand yeah they'll lick it off yeah yeah yeah, very much so. Oh, I, you know, I have a bunch of essential oils. I should, I think I pro probably should take them to the barn and 
and and see what yes do it yeah yeah um uh that's that's indie um one of my regulars as well and i was thinking yeah that's a challenging rap that i was actually working yeah with her um also robin larson shelton sees that horse as well so she gets she gets both of us oh special horse yes (laughs) really cool okay (laughs) andy that's it yeah the beautiful Labrador. It, it's not unusual to see dogs go and, and lie different body parts on pads, you know, yes. a hip, yeah. a front leg, you know, a side, a head. Um, yes. Fascinating. Yeah. It looks very content there. Wow. That's really cool. So, um, let's turn a sec. I want to comment, laugh. Oh, so, so it's so hard on a Zoom call sometimes. I want to comment nod, laugh, or respond in some way after every sentence. (laughs) (laughs) You can just, you can, we know you're laughing with us. We do. Oh, yes. No, Ashos, hopefully. (laughs) So that, that's awesome. It sounds like uh, Surefoot has really become an integral part of your body work. Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. As I said, the pads come out at each and every session, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just, I love them. I have to say. Yeah. I'm well, no, I mean, that's why I'm, I'm here now. How many years later? Still, do, still doing this. <laughs> still, yeah. <laughs> and, and, um, I'm actually going to go, I had, I talked to, um, Diet, uh, Hillman from Days and Farm, which is a equine rescue. They work with the, the local authorities and handle rescue cases to rehome. And I'm gonna go up there on, I think it's on the 10th now we've got a date to take the Surefoot pads to show them and work with their horses. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, yeah. Because it's something new for them. And, and we've had a client kind enough to donate some of her pads to them, which is really Very awesome. nice. Um, yeah. So, you know, I'm always thinking about how we can reach more horses and and um, and help more horses. And you're doing a fabulous job of that. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank um, you. Really looking forward to uh, your continued good work and hopefully get, getting some more people. I know that Robin did a training down uh, last month. Yes. Uh, and being able to get more practitioners so that we can get to more horses. Oh, absolutely. I love talking about them. I also... Um, as I said, my regular clients will now pull pads out of my bag, but my new clients, um, I always get them to stand on the pads as well and get them to ex- experience it themselves. Um, and then people just cannot believe that a piece of foam can make a whole world of difference, which yeah. is just, yeah, it's absolutely amazing. Also, um, any nervous people as well? Oh, um, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because their nerves then can just transcend through the like through the lead rope um, and straight up to the horse. So I always get um, nervous people to actually um, stand on the pads. And I'm not saying to any of my regulars that you guys are, are nervous people. Yeah. Somebody <laughs> called it magic in a square. <laughs> yes, that's exactly it. <laughs> that's exactly it. So, yeah. Um, and also I've got um, a couple of clients um, who's kids um have got mild autism and they absolutely love the feeling of the pads as well really? so yes yes oh I, that would be interesting to to uh learn more about that because that's you know we've, we 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 want to move into the human market but you know right now i've got 
a lot on my plate. Um, but that's interesting that it's helped with yes. that. And I would really like to kind of, I need the bandwidth to be able to explore more yes. in that direction. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. so just let me know how it's going. I'm really curious. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. That, and I love the Tellington wraps as well because they feel oh, like a yeah. For sure. Yes. So yeah, so as much as I'm working on the horses, I have to do people as well. <laughs> Wrap them up, put them on the pads. <laughs> Never ends. Never ends. I know. <laughs> well, it's been so nice to get to see you again and to chat with you. This oh, is you too, Wendy. Yep. That's um Joe, Joe, I already made a, a slight hint that I would like to get back down under. I don't know when it's gonna be because we still haven't figured out everything but um i know i'll be back at some point so oh you better you better <laughs> you and robin we yes. miss you guys yeah i know we gotta we gotta figure that out but anyway so thank you so much for joining me tonight and thank you everybody right, else right. for watching just remember to to um subscribe to the surefit equine youtube channel so that you get a notification when i post the webinars and then you can watch them at your leisure thank you so much for joining me tonight and everybody have a fabulous evening Thanks. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.